Howdy, and welcome to the Breaking Awesome Podcast. My name is Matthew. I'm a farmer and the father of four wonderful children. With me, as always, is my good friend Daniel. He is also the father of four wonderful children and is our resident evil scientist. Say howdy to the people, Dan. Howdy. Or not. Howdy. Joining us is uh, my good... Well, that's... (laughs) Joining us is my good friend, Pastor Kent. He also has four wonderful children. Say howdy to the people, Kent. Howdy, people. Last and coincidentally least is my good friend, Heath, developer and the father of three wonderful children. Say howdy to the people, Heath. Why you always got to be mean to me? <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's my favorite uh, part of the podcast. True story. All I have heard this week is how mean I am to you guys. Really? So I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Who said that? Yeah, no. Betsy, she just went through a list of all the times that I've been mean to all of you. <laughs> and you're so mean to them and everything. Betsy, and if you're listening, thank you. We should compare lists, Betsy, because I, I keep a list too. Yeah, I have a list. I, yeah. put, on, I put on lipstick at night and I write out my, li- my list. Well, and clean your gun. Yeah, well, it was and funny. I clean my gun. <laughs> She kept giving me lists of things that were wrong with the podcast, and <laughs> then until I just felt worse and worse. And then she's like, "But I really like your intros." The intros are like, I, well, I would listen uh, yeah. to the first so, five minutes. So as long as I type out exactly what I'm saying, everyone will like me. But as soon as I don't have a script, <laughs> it's jerk time. <laughs> yeah. So I apologize to you, Kent. I apologize for making fun of you and your children, Heath. Thank you. Um, I don't know. Surely I've been some mean to Dan too. I'm sorry about that. Well, we forgive. I don't think you're as mean to Dan. I think it's Is because Dan, well, I th- you think that he really might kill you someday. <laughs> yeah. And you don't feel That's threatened by Kent or I. <laughs> right. That is what it is. It's funny. What was up with the delayed howdy, Dan? I can be mean right now if you want me to be. No, I I said it right away, but. You, you'll see on my recording. I don't know what happened. Yeah, was, I heard it. Uh, normal. I, really? Yeah, I heard it must it have just been a delay on your end. And then it was, was like, like auto-tuned you. It was like, howdy. Like, I was like, man, if I have to clap again and wait 10 seconds again, I'm going to be so mad. So, Heath, could you auto-tune an entire podcast? Yeah. I've I never think- done auto-tuning, but it would be kind of funny. I was also about to say how one of these days you guys are going to listen and you're going to be surprised because some, like... British woman is introducing us very alluringly. Why? Are you hiring a British woman? I I might sometimes. Did you meet a British woman? No, I... Oh. I d- you might sometime? You I'm just, just going to surprise you. you. Got a just, British woman in just your back know pocket. it's coming. Just One of these case. days, you're going to be surprised <laughs> by it. Right. I listen to a podcast that's introduced by a random British woman. Yeah, or, or maybe Australian. But... But it was it was done since the very first podcast. Is so. it tasteful? You can't cut out Matt's introduction. No, I wouldn't you. cut his out. That's like the best part of the whole podcast. <laughs> the best <laughs> part. Might as well just quit now. I mean, the that very last it. thing we do is the best. Part. Well, they were the best until Dan didn't say howdy. I did say howdy. I think we've already cut it. So what's up, guys? Yeah. So... The other day I was in the kitchen and it was close to bedtime and Jacob came in and he says to me, you know what the second worst thing in the whole world is? And I said, what? 
And he said, when you step in water with your socks and get your socks wet. (laughs) And so I turned to him very seriously and I took his head in my hands and got in his face and I said, you are my son. (laughs) Totally true. What's the worst thing? You know, I didn't ask. I just assumed it was stepping in something different. No. With your socks. <laughs> Maybe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the other related thing is that <clears throat> I now have a decade's worth of socks, of premium, no longer in production socks. Every year you buy socks or what? Now, what what, no, what s- are your socks of choice? They're uh, Hanes HP Fit. Hanes, really? And they fit Hanes? just perfect and they don't get too high hp fit you're not going to find them now though they're they not don't make production them. anymore Matt. That's we you, we couldn't find them anywhere jenny finally found them on i think maybe it was on ebay there's a guy in china selling them That's <laughs> it. i've been wearing adidas climalites do you like them i do that's the only kind of socks i buy huh. well you better stock up because they may just decide to stop making them at some point and then you'll have to buy a decade's worth. Eight packages full. <laughs> all you at one bought time. eight packages of socks. It was yeah. So I figure I can rotate in one package. Your view of the future is pretty dim, isn't it? Sock technology is not going to get better, but worse. No, I have is little that hope. Your, That's right. true. Yeah. Right. And he takes his feet very seriously. I know he does. That, he probably has the prettiest feet of us he, all. When 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 you had a brand new pair of shoes and. I was looking at them, and I took the insole out. Do you remember uh, that? Sort of. I bet that I got pretty the hardest, That is the hardest that I have been hit <laughs> by another person in my entire <laughs> life. I kind of thought you were going to kill me. I was, I was afraid. Was it around the time that I was having those dreams about killing you? Yeah. Yeah, that, that is a no, little scary. No, it was it was later than it was that. Much that later. Was, that was yeah. pretty early in our relationship yeah. when you had dreams that you're going to kill me. This was the fulfillment of them. <laughs> yeah, because once you pull the once you pull the soul out, you forget it. You're never going to get it in like it originally was. I think I threw those shoes away after that. <laughs> Worthless. They're in the trash. Some homeless guys walking through the dump picked them up and then he tried them on and was like somebody took the soul out of these shoes and <laughs> threw them back in tossed them over his shoulder <laughs> <laughs> and then kept, the other problem was that Betsy kept going on and on how, how I was mean to you and then like you stopped answering text messages I did. <laughs> was like oh great Ken's no longer my friend either no it's because I've been working on my truck I've been obsessing about getting my truck all okay Kent are you ready have you have you seen Jimmy Fallon talk about his truck I have not oh well you won't know the answer what does he talk about what is so uh, well he got a truck and it was a big deal on the show like he made a big deal of it and they had a contest actually and they gave away a truck but like the question is so uh how big is it (laughs) what is the answer is big enough (laughs) oh man what is Jimmy Fallon? What does he need a truck for? Because he's a man. 
Yeah, well, that was what the whole thing was. He was just like, you know, I have a house that's not in the city for the first time in my life, and I have a child, and I I just feel like I'm a grown up, and I'm I'm going to buy a truck, <laughs> you know, and I can you know carry uh, you know stuff in it. It is nice. The truck is nice. Tell us about the truck, Kent. How is it? It's good. It's really. I've been I've been working on like tonight. I just put in a new radio. Jenny bought me a bluetooth radio for my birthday because the radio was not working on it so uh so that's nice i tore it all apart i've been there were some dash pieces that needed fixed so i went to the junkyard and bought some replacement stuff fixed the door lock actuators and it's good you have been busy yeah it's kind of fun i've been like (laughs) i put in the door lock actuators and then i uh the odometer on it so like Everything works well in it except for the interior. There were some problems with some of that stuff. And so the odometer on these 2001 Ford F-150s, it would like just cut out. And so it would, it just blanks out. And so they said that you can get in and, and uh, solder it, this connection, and it'll fix it. So I opened it up tonight and soldered for the first time in my life. That was pretty exciting. So you've been watching a lot of YouTube? I have been watching like yeah. yeah, and then I'll like I'll open I'll like be pulling a part out and I'll snap something off, and so then I have to go watch a YouTube about how to fix the pieces. <laughs> and they're like, "Be sure not to snap this part." So, yeah, it's pretty funny. That's what's up in my world. So, how big is the cab? Uh, it's seat six. It's it's really spacious. I think it drives better than our van is more comfortable than the van. So, I mean, it's big. It's pretty spacious. Huh. Usually the shocks are a lot stiffer on trucks. It is stiff, oh, but get, I kind of like the ride of it. Yeah. You got the two-wheel drive. It makes a big difference. Right, it's yeah. two-wheel drive. Right. Are you going to get a tonneau cover for it? A what? What are you saying? A tonneau cover. What is that? It's uh, a rollout cover for the, the back. So oh. when you go to town... And load up at Sam's. You can throw it all back there. Throw the cover on it, right? And you know, park somewhere else. It has. It has nobody be wiser. Well, I mean, the the thing that you run into if you're driving around the truck is people see you and they think, "Ah, "You must work for a living." But you throw that tonneau cover on it, and then people like me see the truck and they're like, "Oh!" And they don't, you know, (laughs) they go to jump to conclusions (laughs) about you you having a real job. It has a cover on it. I th- I assume because the bed does not have a liner in it, so I, I assume that's why you they ha- it has the cover. I don't know. No, it's to keep the stuff inside. It is. That's it. Covered. So I can just get rid of what, that. Wait, do you mean a is, cover or do you mean like a rubber mat? Like it has it has a rubber mat, but then it has like a hard shell cover thingy. Oh, a hard over shell? the whole bed. Yeah. So you have a tunnel cover. I don't know what a tonneau cover is, but I have a cover. It's the hard shell that's on the back. Then, yes, I just said that. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to need pictures for the website. All right. I'll get pictures <laughs> of me. I'll lay on top of the cover for you guys. <laughs> Seductively. Please. Because yes. even if you're not, I'm going to Photoshop it so that you are. <laughs> right. You could save me a lot of time. It's nice, though. But I like that my lady can sit right next to me, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know why they ever got rid of bench seating in cars. So what have you hauled so far, Kent? For real? 
for real uh, a tire around so far. I'm getting ready to start. We're going to do uh, expand our driveway with rocks. So I'm going to start doing some stuff with that. And then we're going to do a, a fence. So I'm just waiting for the Kansas dig company or whatever to come out and tell me where I can dig or not. Well, we're going to need a full report when you actually use it as a when truck. When I actually use it as a truck. All right. Cool. I can do that. So you didn't get any uh, low quotes for that uh, that job? <laughs> I think it'll be besides you. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I did. I don't. What was your quote? How much was it, Dan? I don't even remember. I remember I gave you an itemized inventory, so I figured that's what you did. You just took that and went. And, <laughs> I took it low. You went and, went and bought your own stuff. <laughs> thanks for the shopping list now I'm going a totally different direction I'm going to do like wire wire fence around uh, 4x4 posts or like barbed wire yeah or just an electric fence that's real easy because then you just need one wire across it right and if your kids touch it once and you don't have to electrify it anymore so the other day there's a switch in our garage and I was like I'm going to put a new switch in there and so I wired it all up, and I was going to put, like, the switch um, with the outlet on it, too. And so I get it all wired, and it takes me – I don't I don't like test any of the wires. You know, I'm just kind of – I, like, I hook it up, and if it doesn't work, I turn off the breaker, and I hook it up a different way because it's a three-way switch. And so oh, finally I, I get it all to where, like, the light will turn on, and you plug something in. I plugged in my jigsaw, and the little laser light came on. And so I called Jenny out. I was like, look, it works. And I pulled the trigger on my jigsaw and the light on the ceiling turned on. <laughs> <laughs> so somehow I had wired it so the jigsaw had become a switch to the light. <laughs> so Jenny was like, I think we better call the electrician tomorrow. <laughs> Did the jigsaw go? Did it work? It just went. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Dan, how's life in your corner? Ah, doing okay. Yeah, doing okay. What about your cars? Yeah, your car. How are your cars doing? Ah, uh, they're still dead in the water. They're getting fixed. Uh, well, I'm, I'm fixing them next week sometime. What are you doing to them? <clears throat> uh, I got to drop the transmission in one. I got to change out the starter in another. Yeah, I was a. Yep. It's bad timing for them to both yeah. go out at the same time. Yeah, it's going to be warm out. You're going to have to do that on, not on the street. What's that? Are you going to have to do that on the street, or do you have anybody that would like to use a lift or something? Well, that's why I haven't done it thus far. Um, I've got a garage lined up with a lift. That's cool. Oh, cool. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah. It's, we'll see. <laughs> right. What I was going to say is we've been addressing some new issues with our children lately. Uh-uh. So I, I see my oldest um, in our our big living room, and he goes up to one of the bookshelves, and I see him pulling off a book, and it's a human anatomy book. And <laughs> he and my second oldest have been looking at it, you know, uh, out of curiosity, 
And I went up to him. I said, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm just looking at this, you know, real innocent-like. And I said, you can look at that. Just don't look at any naked people. And he got real sheepish. And he gave me a big smile and, like, slowly put the book back on the shelf. <laughs> oh, that is too good. He's just rich. like his dad. Yeah, yeah. That is rich. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a mixture of pride and worry. Is, yeah. is it like real pictures or is it drawings? No, they're like, yeah, they're drawings. Oh, how old is he now? Eight, almost nine. It's going to be nine. In a oh, he weeks. needs to know. It's time, man. Whip out the pictures with him and explain it. And then he'll be so embarrassed, he'll never want to look at him again. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> no, he he knows. He knows. We've okay. had talks. We've had a couple talks. So. We have a, a kid's book about the birds and the bees that like just tells everything. And it has pictures of like like a naked <clears throat> naked woman from starting at like childhood and then like in different stages throughout life until an old woman and then the same for a man and it's just it's drawings but it's you know anatomically correct drawings the whole range of of uh womanhood and manhood nice we'll put that on the website (laughs) (laughs) not really (laughs) what age did you start talking to your kids about that oh uh let's see Six, maybe six and seven, because you have to assume they're by that age they're hearing something, you know, from their friends or other kids in school. Yeah, that's probably where we started too. But like, it's real simple. Are you guys sending your kids to? It's real simple at that age. I mean, you're not telling them everything. They don't. They couldn't even comprehend it. Just simple stuff, like the difference between boys and girls and. And then probably around eight or nine, we taught him a little bit more. And then, you know, by 10 or 11, it's the whole, all of it. Like the girls have long hair and boys have short hair? Is that right. the kind of stuff? Or? Right. 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 Okay. I have some, a picture from a book I'm going to send you, Kent, to help, okay. you, help you understand. Matt, will you ever have those conversations with your kids? Or have you? <coughs> um. I mean, I imagine at some point. <laughs> when they're 35. I'll have to. No, you, actually, you guys know, I've, don't been, you? I've, I've been wanting to talk about it on the podcast, and I was going to recommend it before I found out that we had a recommendation topic this oh. week. But I've been reading this book, um, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters by Meg Meeker, MD. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been reading it pretty slow because it's – it's a lot to digest, but I would recommend that every person that has a daughter should read this book. Really? Um, it's, it's both, uh, really frightening, um, and, uh, encouraging at the same time. She just, she sort of gives you, I don't know. I I don't know how to explain it, but she's just dealing with, you know, what your daughter wants and needs from you as her father um, and how she relates to our current culture and how our current culture is going to affect her psychologically and emotionally. 
and what you need to do to combat that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's an intense read. It really is. It's it's very frightening, and uh, at the same time, I think gives a lot of really concrete steps to take uh, cool. when dealing with your daughter. So you guys should read it, and and really, what's yeah. it called again? Strong fathers, strong daughters. Strong fathers, strong daughters. Cool. I'll have to get yeah, that. You should read it. I will not be reading that. <laughs> well, I, you can just read the strong fathers part. <laughs> I mean, I don't there, know. there's a good one for sons too, called Wild Things, and it's uh, it's along the same vein. Um, you know, ways ways to uh, what would you say? juxtapose our current culture with traditional parenting i that's not what you said <laughs> along the along the line cool it's a good one well thanks for asking i'll go ahead and tell you what's up wait 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 <laughs> hey matt what's going on yeah what's up matt Every time. how's life how's Every life time. treating you matt i'm just like they're gonna ask me what's up they will anytime now and they don't. They never you do. just talked, so I thought that's what I thought that was your WhatsApp. I thought that was a WhatsApp. So a couple things have been up. One is I uh, I watched the movie Whiplash. Have any of you seen that movie? No, no, no. Yeah, I don't know that I recommend it, but I want someone to watch it just so I can talk about it with them. Is it on Netflix? Yes, it is. Oh, it okay. is. I'll, I'll watch it. Um, you might have to buy it. No, it might not be on. I don't remember. That's not Netflix then. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember if I watched it on the Amazon or I think I watched it on the Amazon. <coughs> but I don't know if I looked on Netflix to be honest. It's not on Netflix. So never mind. Anyway, <laughs> it's just um anyway, I've been thinking about it a lot. Not about the movie because like I really I didn't think it was that great of a movie and but it, it it calls to mind a lot for me as a drummer and as a failed jazz drummer. Um, anyway, really, uh, I don't know, has affected me deeply. I've been thinking a lot about jazz drumming and drumming in general this week and watching a lot of uh, drum solos on YouTube. So it's been interesting, but none of you have seen it, so we won't talk about it. Yeah, what's um, it and then it's the called other thing is that What's it called? What's it called again? Whiplash. Oh, right. right, right. Whiplash. It, it was it. You know, there, it was nominated for a lot of Oscars. It won a few of them. Best supporting actor, uh, sound editing, and something else. Blah blah blah. Right. Hmm. Anyway, um, I woke up Monday morning and it was spring. <laughs> no. So, it's funny because there the, was a lot of work to do. The last podcast, and still a lot of work to do. In the last podcast, and, we had um, uh, we were talking about how much snow we had been getting, and then the next one, it's like seventy-five degrees out today. <laughs> it's sunny. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. And so there's just a lot of things that needed to be done already. Well, not that they need to be done already. It's just they need done now, and all of them need done right now. So. That's exciting. How's the wheat looking? Uh, good. Is it? Uh, I mean, yeah. Yes. So far, so good. 
Good. We need some rain. It's not in the forecast, but yeah, who knows? Cool. So I've I've been spraying a lot and uh, stuff like that. Hop dressing, spraying. So it was really Back windy to today at lunch, and then not at all tonight, right? Well, I mean, it just—I mean, yeah, it just got too windy this afternoon to spray, and then it calmed down this evening. Does your tractor have so, GPS on it that we could track you? Like, can we just sit um, and watch you farm? No, my phone has GPS. Yeah, on it Kent, can track me. I watch them all the time. You just you gotta turn on Except find, I keep thinking find, that I'm going to friends. Kent because he doesn't play fair. It's true. Because you, you guys were killing my battery. So could we put can we put like a live like follow Matt on the website and people could watch him farm all summer long? <laughs> you need to hook your phone up as like a, a live cam. A webcam or something. And we'll just stream. watch you farm all day. Matt, I'll bet people would watch that. Let's do it. I would watch it. It would be would comforting. Whenever I, I was having, in. whenever I was having a hard time, I'd be like, "What's Matt doing?" I pull it up and I'd be like, "There he is." And there you'd be in your tractor. Steady, Matt. Oh, he just picked his nose. Awesome. <laughs> I'm all over. So that. you want a, a video of me the whole time, or a video of what I'm doing though? Mm. Like just of my face? Just your we face. A GoPro, a GoPro on your hat. Oh, that would be cool too. Yeah. And so we just are constantly seeing what you're seeing. Can you do that? Well, see, you, 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 you've given me two different things. Heath wants to see my face. <laughs> Kent wants to see what I see. I want Well, both. I don't look at my face all day. Well, do I you want... have a rear view mirror? <laughs> yes. <laughs> then we would see your face if you put a GoPro on your hat. I want both. I want side by side. <laughs> and I want to be able to choose camera angles. Like the Humane Society in Wichita. <laughs> I don't know how he would get that kind of bandwidth to broadcast <laughs> one signal the, out in the middle the of nowhere, let alone two. I have a lot better bandwidth out in the middle of nowhere than I do at my house. Oh, really? Interesting. Try it then. Well, we'll get that on the website, folks. Check it out. Breakingawesome.com. The Matt Cam. The Matt Cam. Follow Matt. I just want to see you come up with one good farmer parody <laughs> of a song. Like this guy out in Peabody. Yeah, that guy's good. Is he the guy that does the cows with the tr- trombone or whatever? Yeah, I did the yeah. Yeah, French horn or something. Trombone, cow call. And then he did. Uh, oh, what are Ranching some of the Awesome. Ranching this Awesome. Is, that's the best one, in my opinion. I don't think I've seen that one. I haven't either. Oh, it's my favorite. Put it on the website. Ranching awesome, huh? What is it? Is Done. it a parody off of something? Yeah, thrift thrift shop. Okay, cool. <laughs> I got to see that. Are you watching it right now? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, there was a time, I think last winter, like that's what we would do. In the in the mornings, yes, we would watch farmer videos. Katie and I, and Jimmy. You could be making them. Could be making them with them. Yeah. My He's kids like to help. make movies. You have like four kids. My kids love making movies. It's all about the production, Matt. 
Like, have you guys seen the one where the the guy I think is a a movie producer, or special effects guy in Hollywood, and he's got pictures of his kid doing stuff, and he'll be at like Toys R Us, and the kid will pull out like a toy yeah. rocket launcher, and then he'll shoot it, and it'll actually sh- shoot a rocket out and blow up then into the store. Right. That one's pretty cool. And then Toys R Us stole it for a marketing campaign. Did they? Yeah. Haven't you ever seen their commercials where? Like they're playing with the train and then a train comes through the store or... Dude, I don't see commercials. I don't believe in them. Uh, you live in the future? Yes, I do be- live in the future. Where there are no good socks, but also no commercials? <laughs> it's a trade-off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Your feet are constantly sweaty, but you don't have to sit through commercials. Okay, well, I think we need to move on from what is up segment to our more substantive segment, the important part of the show, which we don't have and we've never had. Is that the part where we all Betsy sits and racks her brain all week long thinking, what is wrong with this podcast? Why doesn't she think what's right with the podcast? Yeah, we need to capitalize on our strengths. Matt, you need yep. to come up with a 10-minute intro. Yeah, maybe, fi- maybe 15. <laughs> anyway, I thought we would revisit our world travel segment of last week and try to get more of the behind or uh, more story behind what was going on. Background. The why. So, like, for example, Dan mentioned going to Romania and Ireland and South Africa. and Why did he go to those places? Drug running. Right. He was being chased. Yep. That's it. <laughs> You're right. That was better, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So, Daniel, what it was our, what, was that our freshman year of high school that you went to South Africa? Yeah. Yeah. And... My favorite show at the time was Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was, was inspired. Um, so my, my dad is from South Africa originally. Um, and he wanted to show us where he grew, grew up. So we took a month out of my freshman year in high school. And he took the whole family. Um, and we got to see... Oh, South Africa. We got to see uh, London and New York. That's about it. So why um, your dad was, how how many generations of your family were in South Africa? Uh, three I mean, generations. Where were they from before that? Um, my grandpa um, was from... Well, his family was originally from uh, England, hmm. and uh, so my my grandfather's father moved to South Africa when he was in his twenties as a missionary, and my grandpa became a missionary after that, and my dad um, came over to the states when he was seventeen and stayed. So. Um, why why did he come to the why did he come to the states? Um, I mean, did he did he have other family there or I mean yeah, he had uh you know his mom's side uh, of the family that were all here 
and um, at 17, so, he was he was obligated to to spend I think two or three years in the military in South Africa. Uh, he knew he didn't want to do that, and so really? he huh. he came. Uh, he had dual citizenship because my my grandmother was uh, had dual citizenship as well, and um, so yeah, he capitalized on that and. I, there was something about that too, where he had to come over to the U.S. for a while, or else he would lose his U.S. citizenship. Right, and that would make sense. Yeah, because right. when you're 18, you have to choose. Then, in some cases, don't you have to choose? That's what right. I thought. Yeah, and I, I yeah. think that was, uh, you know, part of. Yeah, it was that in the military thing that was, you know, part of his decision. So, uh -huh. um, and where did he come to in America then? He went to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, I think he went to what's what's in Tempe? Is that University of Arizona or is Arizona State? Arizona, Arizona State. Arizona State. Okay, so he went the there. Sun Devils. Right. Yep. Started uh, engineering degree and then uh, was there for a year or two and then moved out to Pennsylvania, where my grandmother was from originally so and, how did your grandparents meet uh <laughs> they were both missionaries in south africa uh -huh. um you know I, I really don't know that whole story but um it was i think on the mission field and they just uh they hit it off were they like mary poppins kind of and bert no <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> so your, your, dad, your family was uh, in South Africa during apartheid, right? What, what was that like for them? Um, you know, I, I don't know that. So my family, so there are, are two or three different types of, of white people in South Africa. <laughs> There's... <laughs> For our listeners so, who haven't seen Dan's them. picture, well, he's, you know, he's for... very white, <laughs> blonde hair. Okay, so there are the, uh, the Afrikaners, who are the the Deutschlanders, they're, or not the Deutschlanders. They're from uh, originally from Denmark, um, mm -hmm. and uh, you know settled in in South Africa. And then there were the the English, um, who also settled in South Africa uh, during imperialism. Um, and I'm not, uh, the third group is kind of obscure. It's kind of a, a smattering of other European nationalities. But uh, yeah, apartheid was, it was horrible. And um, there were certain national groups that were, that made it worse than others. Not that I'm going <laughs> to, call out those nationalities because they all had their part in it. Um, but that, that, uh, that whole, um, program made, um, ministry very difficult in South Africa, especially coming from, you know, white missionaries. What does apartheid mean? Actually? I've, I've actually, I actually, I don't, I don't actually know what, what that means other than it's bad and, I assume it's some sort of segregation, but I've actually never really read about it. Yeah, apartheid is was the Afrikaans um, term for it. Literally meant apartness, 
So, uh -huh. oh, okay. Yeah, so it was, it was like the, the Jim Crow laws where, okay, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, it was in, ingrained into the whole political, cultural, social structure that whites were to be separate from blacks. You know, of course, I, then they didn't have the same kind of opportunities either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that, I think that came back to, to, to bite, you know, the, <laughs> those who sure. ins installed those uh, policies um, uh, because it, it just incited uh, poverty and incited violence. And, um, you know, I, I think they're still recovering from I mean, the problems haven't gone away entirely. Yeah, I've heard that violence that South Africa is actually has one of the worst crime problems in the world right now. Yeah, like, I, I heard a statistic. It was it's got the highest rate of serial killers per capita. <laughs> um, wow. I'm sure that's one statistic they're very proud of. But um, and house break-ins and just murders are in general, I think, are pretty bad. Yeah, crime crime is is pretty bad. It's gotten very bad in the um, in the past couple, uh, decade or so. But I mean, that's that's part of the problem inherent to apartheid and those policies is that you know there when those policies went away, there there was instability. I mean, there's instability before that, but uh, you know it, it got bad with. Um, because it formed a vacuum, a political mm, vacuum. Where, right. You know, you, when you have those instabilities, your your infrastructure is affected, and then therefore your, um, you know, your day lives are affected. So, did your family mostly minister to Black South Africans, or was it white, or just just a mix of anyone? Um. Predominantly the, the Zulu people of okay. South Africa. Um, my grandfather was a maintenance man at a hospital in a place called Murchison. Um, it was a, a missionary hospital that uh, I think is still there, but they um, were, were basically just a, an ER hospital for, for surrounding villages and uh, the Zulu people. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. Have you been back since apartheid ended? Me? No, yeah. I have not. Has your dad? Nope. Uh, nope. He hasn't. Last even? time he was there, okay. was, no. my my grandmother came over shortly after um, we were there. So that was ninety. What was that ninety two? Yeah, somewhere around there. I think, and I think I can't remember when Nelson Mandela was freed. Awesome. Well, we will have a link to Murchison Hospital. <laughs> cool. I found it. It so, have exist. you? Have you? Um, do you not have any family there anymore? Then, once your grandma came back. No, I, I still have family there. It's um, mainly extended family. Okay. But it it got um, pretty unstable um, for for most whites there afterward. Mm -hmm. uh, probably deservedly so, because <laughs> I mean there were. Just you know, centuries of of uh, ill will, trust, and ill will. Yeah, you know that was sides. that was one of the really amazing things about Nelson Mandela was that I think without him, it could have been a lot worse. You know, 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, he instituted the uh, I can't remember what they called them, but like the forgiveness courts or something like that. Do you guys remember what that's co- was called? But like yeah. but people would go in and they would air their grievances, and but instead the whole point was for reconciliation, not for punishment hmm. between the two parties. That's cool. And I mean that just the position that he was in, he could have, you know, he could have gone the opposite direction. He could have, he could have incited violence, you know, and made it a lot worse, but because of him and, and the forgiveness and the trust that he tried to build, you know, it's, it's probably a lot better there than it could have been. Yeah, definitely. Now, did your dad actively uh, work at, uh, eliminating his South African accent. I have thought this for years, Matt. I mean, what is up with that? Yeah, I mean, as long as I've known him, uh, he has never had even a, a hint of a South African Did he accent. slip into it when he was in South Africa? No. Really? That's pretty no, impressive. There. Oh, yeah. he's He was committed. He was committed to, to the to the deception. <laughs> I know a lady who, a lady from Garden City, Kansas, who is from Germany, but you would never know it because she, she speaks with a just American accent. But her kid said that when she gets mad, she slowly starts to get a German accent, and then if she gets really mad, she starts yelling in German. Like I bet that's really effective because I'm sure. I mean, German sounds angry anyway, but when you're if you only use it then when you're yelling right. at your kids. I could see your dad because he, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would want to stick out. So I could see him wanting to get rid of it just to not stick out. Yeah, it could be. Could be he's a war criminal too that he's <laughs> and he's wanted right. for. <laughs> right. all the, it was all mumbo jumbo. Right, right. Story. So he, yeah, he had to, he had to drop it. Right. So, so Heath and Kent. Why were Keith, you guys in Canada? Tell us about. Uh, Sorry, I was going to ask Keith about uh, the Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast, yeah, go for it. So in college, Jenny and I both, in fact, this is how we met. Were missions majors at Manhattan Christian College. And, Manhattan, uh, New York. Yeah, not Manhattan, New York. The Little Apple, not the Big Apple. And we um, we had had to do an internship um, before we could graduate, and so the last so so we ended up going to the Ivory Coast. We almost went to China for a year. I don't know if I told you guys that. No, I didn't know that. We had applied to be um, like uh, English language teachers in China, and they said um, that, that it was I th- like we were. They were about to accept us, and then they realized, oh, wait, we don't have any way to to handle a married couple, because usually, you know, college students, oh. they're not married. And so um, they they couldn't take us, and so we made other plans, huh. and then they called us back a month later and said, hey, we figured out a, a way to do it. Would you still like to come? And we had already made plans, and so we ended up, we didn't do that, but we would have spent that whole Let's see, the year of our senior year of college, we would have spent that in China if that had worked out, Wow! which seems crazy. Spend our second year of marriage in a completely foreign country <laughs> yeah. where we don't know the language or anything. But 
So probably a good choice not to do that. So we did go to the Ivory Coast or Côte d'Ivoire where they speak French and about 20 or 30 other languages. But um, uh, so we, yeah, we spent the summer there. It was pretty cool. Um, it was during the rainy season, thankfully. It was kind of the, the kind of rain where it comes through and it rains really heavy for an hour in the middle of the afternoon and then it clears up and sun comes out. Rather than the hot season, having the uh, missionaries that we were staying with talk about the hot season was scary because they just said everything is hot. You get into bed at night, it's hot. You get out of bed and put your feet on the floor in the morning and it's hot. You go to brush your teeth and your toothpaste is hot. It's just <laughs> so bad. But uh -huh. um, but we stayed at a clinic in a town called um, Abidjan. I'm trying to remember. Sounds right. No, I think Ab Abidjan's the big city that we like flew that's, into and we spent some time there. Oh, I can't think of the name the, of this. The capital of... Yeah, that's the... the no, it's not the capital. The capital yeah, is uh, Yamasuka. Is it not? It's not. Oh. It's not. Devo. It's Devo. San Pedro. No, stop. It's it's an it starts with an A, but it's a longer word, and I can't remember it now. I, I Abenguru. Yes, yes, I think that was it. Abenguru. Abenguru. That's what it was. Abenguru. Abenguru. Which is about seventy. It's a town of like seventy thousand, and there's one paved road through the middle of the the city. Um, but they did have electricity in the market, and and it was a very cool place. Um, we spent uh, a f we spent three days, two nights out in a village by ourselves in the in the Africans, and that was probably one of the coolest experiences because we were completely isolated, no electricity, no running water for those few days. I puked up a big a whole bottle of Fanta, orange Fanta, in front of a family because they just kept feeding us everywhere we went. Because we were supposed to walk through these villages and tell them about an upcoming clinic. And everywhere we stopped, they fed us. And I was already not feeling great. And and we sat down and they gave us a Fanta. And it was kind of warm. And I felt like I had to finish the whole thing. Because, you know, they're out in the middle of nowhere. They probably don't have a lot of access to stuff like that. And so I drank the whole thing. And then as we were walking away... About 20 or 30 yards away, I just barfed it all over the road. And they all just looked at me and laughed. <laughs> but So that's why we were there. Yeah, there are like 50 towns that begin with A. <laughs> you got the right one. It's a Bangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 60 miles north of the main city, but it's a four-hour drive. Yeah, that's it. Huh. Kids selling big jungle rats along the road. Like bigger than my dog. Like to eat or what? Yeah. What else? Nah, I think you're making it up. What else are you gonna buy a jungle rat for? <laughs> I'll take two jungle rats, uh large fry. Right. Were they rodents of unusual size? <laughs> they were. <laughs> if you ever get attacked, just roll into the, the spouting fire. Spouting fire. Genius. Cool. And if you didn't figure it out, we did not become missionaries after that, which is a long story, but it was a good trip. How you gave up your dream. Yep. Stories for other times. We That's can all right. talk about how we gave up our dreams. <laughs> Except you, Matt. You're living your dream. 
<laughs> living yeah, the dream. Living the dream, right. baby. Aren't I? Well. So I just you, thought we were playing the quiet game. I was like, I'm good at that game. <laughs> <laughs> the champion. funny thing is, is you're, you lost. No, I didn't. Kent did. No, you lost that one time because you were like, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Or whatever you oh, said. Oh, well, that time. That time yeah, you lost. But the, uh, the time after Dan's story, Kent lost. That's because of my emotional IQ. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which the emotional IQ scores are on the website now. Thank you, Matt. Are they? Well, do you want to? Yeah, dude. They are. We all know that you're a cheater now. <laughs> I haven't been. Haven't even been to the website. Uh, you've never well, been we to talk the website. About, um, well, I have before, but not recently. Okay. Should we talk about Kent and I's trip? Interest. Things yeah. or move on. Heath. Which one? What move on? Can't, what was the question? What did you do? Are they in as interesting as Africa? That's what we need to know right now. I or think I I think <laughs> I told you why I went to Did uh, you see any rhinos Canada. while where you were? Or get to hold a monkey? No. John, move on. <laughs> Forget it then. Move on. Why were you in New York? <laughs> uh we we were <laughs> I like the Quasimodo picture of me. see you didn't know that was on there sorry i'm on the website no but i really did look like quasimodo oh man uh so i was in new york we had just stepped back from our church plant and we were going to a hillsong conference that a family in our church had paid for uh and so it was actually really good for us because we had just stepped back we're really struggling kind of personally on what we were supposed to be doing and just kind of trying to find some healing in life. And so we went to this conference that we weren't really sure what it was going to be, but it, it ultimately was just kind of a lot of worship. And so, which was really good for us, you know, to just kind of step back and focus on God and not our problems. And so, uh, so was it just the two of you? Yeah, it was just the two of us. We had, uh, my sister or somebody watched our kids for us and yeah, it was, it was really good for us. Cause we'd, you know, we just come out of a season where, we were just kind of dying and emotionally, spiritually, all that stuff. And so to be able to get away and to just be together and then included in that to have our kind of minds and hearts set on something bigger than us was good. So New York is not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really go back to New York, but the actual trip for us was good. What didn't you like about New York? It's just dirty and, I don't. I don't know. I like Chicago better. I think I like the pizza in Chicago better. So you're saying New York was dirtier than Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. I don't ever remember seeing a rat walk out in front of me, look at me, and like give me the finger in <laughs> Chicago. You know, but but in New York, like, the rats are. Mean. You're not supposed to look them in the eye, Kent. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see a rat king? No, I should have. No. Have you, do you know what a rat king is? What's that off is? of? It's yeah, off what's of, that? It's off of 30 Rock. <laughs> right. Where they get all tangled up into a big mass of rats. Right. Like one big rat king. <laughs> right. Also from the Nutcracker, but, you know. <laughs> or the Nutcracker. Does, does it. But <laughs> a little bit different. <laughs> 
How have we not come back to Little Irvy? I can't believe you've you've tracked that down. What's Little Irvy? What? The whale. If you type enough words into Google, you can find anything. Oh. <laughs> the 20 20 ton sperm whale was hauled around the United States by trucker Jerry Tyrone Malone in Old Blue, a refrigerated tractor trailer. <laughs> These are all things on the website, folks. Yep, you can check go it there out. and read it for yourself. But it's amazing, and, and it really does seem like all of us were correct on where we saw little Irby because <laughs> it sounds like he probably visited like twice a year. <laughs> and uh, that's in episode three where we talk about the giant dead frozen whale. <laughs> yeah, which it up. doesn't say that it's dead on the the sign so you know when you're young and naive you expect to go in and see a live whale <laughs> see a whale just floating and there it's, sad. it's quite a shock to see a big dead whale with a section cut out of it so you can see the blubber <laughs> and a dead dolphin i never saw i never went in i still just wish so. i would have gone in but I think you're right. Seeing a live whale might have actually been worse. worse. <laughs> Just this really sad whale. Because then the little miniature pony, the supposedly smallest horse in the world that was alive, really, really was sad. You saw that too? Yeah. It was with the whale. You saw everything. It was like the uh, What your parents just It was Dan and I. You, you should have hung out with us more, man. You were tending a pig. You were probably too busy farming. Or castrating your pig. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just a dead whale. It had been dead since 1967. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we saw that trailer. Almost yeah, 30 years. Towards, yeah, towards <laughs> the Inside the same stuff. trailer for that whole time. Oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. <laughs> That's why we call it Breaking Awesome right there. <laughs> Broken. <laughs> I, think... I want to hear about Acapulco. Ah, what? Just eating Doritos now? No. Tell us your story. I got married in 1999, right? Yes. The following summer, so that's what have been the summer after our first senior year of college, but before our second bonus semester senior year where betsy student taught and i took the last 12 hours i needed to graduate um so for six weeks maybe long uh, at least i know it was at least six weeks um that summer uh betsy went to mexico to go to language school um so she was gone for six weeks and then it just so happened that uh, she was done in Mexico right around our first anniversary. So I flew down and met her in Mexico City um, at the airport. And then we went down to Cuernavaca, where she was staying at the time, and stayed with her host family there for a night. And then we uh, um, took a bus to uh, Zihuatanejo, um, but uh, we couldn't get on the direct bus. It was full. And we... Anyway, so what we ended up having to do was we took like a second class bus from Cuernavaca to Acapulco, and then we ended up taking the third class bus 
from Acapulco to Zihuatanejo. So the uh, third very class exciting because bus. all the guidebooks were like, number one, don't travel on this highway, which is a highway between Acapulco and Zihuatanejo. And it was number two, don't take a third class bus <laughs> and don't travel at night. And we did all three. <laughs> and so, yeah, so we ended up being in Acapulco for like, I don't know, three or four hours at the bus station in Acapulco, which is not very exciting before we got on our third class bus and, and rode it to Zihuatanejo. And that was also, that was a lot of fun, fun, um, sort of, because, um, you know, it was in the middle of the night, so we slept most of the time, but then I woke up and I wake up and I'm on a bus and it's completely crowded and there are chickens <laughs> also on the bus. It was very interesting. So, and is it like the African buses? Because I'm picturing the bus, like the buses in Africa, where it's standing room only. I've never been. Up. And there's people on the roof, and there's people hanging on to the outsides. No, it, it's not. It's not like it that. wasn't like but, that. But okay. it was full, and we did just stop randomly for anybody and everybody <laughs> to get awesome. on and off. <laughs> Just whenever yeah, somebody I mean, wanted, oh, here's my stop. I mean, I guess there might have been, there were probably bus stops. I mean, there probably were bus stops and I just didn't know. I mean, this whole trip was crazy because it was like I was a In another child. country? Well, because Betsy knew the language, but I didn't. And so everywhere I went, like, I couldn't talk to anybody. I couldn't understand what was being said. It was really trippy. It was it was really interesting experience. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, so then we got to Zihuatanejo at, I don't know, it was probably, uh, it must have been later in the morning because, um, we, cause we had booked a hotel in Zihuatanejo that was, that was nice and got good reviews. But then when we got in the cab in Zihuatanejo, we told him, we don't care, but just take us to a hotel that has air conditioning. And so he did. So we ended up staying in a different hotel. That probably wasn't as nice as the one we had booked, but it had air conditioning. So that was awesome. And we had a great time. So you don't think your nice uh, hotel really would have had air conditioning? Place. No, we knew that it didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah, we knew that it didn't when we booked it. But it was like the best price for the nicest hotel type of deal. Yeah. And we were like, how bad can it be? <laughs> and then we got there and it was like, no... Because we were there in the summer, and the, right. the high season for for Zihuatanejo is the winter, you know, and yeah. so it, it was pretty hot. That's probably but, a good I call. Mean, we really had a good time. Um, I saw the film Thirteenth Warrior while we were there in Spanish, um, or was it? In well, English it was interesting with Spanish because subtitles? it was it was in English with Spanish subtitles, but I kept trying to read the subtitles, and then I would miss what they had said in English and I kept having to ask Betsy what was going on and she was like why do you keep asking me that it's in English (laughs) (laughs) was it like an obsessive compulsive thing where it's just there's words on the screen I have to there's words yeah that's exactly what it was there were words on the screen my brain would try to read them and then I would forget to listen and then I'd be like what they just say it's like when you're trying to watch like a British series and there's somebody who you just can't understand what they're saying and and Jenny's like well let's just put it on on the subtitles I'm like no because then I read everything 
even when I don't need to and I miss stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. It would definitely be worse if the subtitles were in a different language. <laughs> Betsy ended up getting food poisoning on our anniversary, so that wasn't great. But um, it was a good time. Anniversary fail. <laughs> but see, aren't you glad you took the third class bus now? Because you wouldn't have had a story. Yeah. No, it, it, no yeah. I mean, it, it was fun. And on the way back, though, we were able to book on the first class bus, the El Diamante. Was it significantly nicer? So awesome. <laughs> no, on the El Diamante. You know how in a bus there's normally two people and then one and two people on the other side? Well, in the El Diamante, there are only three people sitting across. So you have extra wide seats and the seats recline and the legs fold out in front of you. And there is a steward to bring you snacks and drinks. Wow. And oh, you it was, should always go it first was, class. It was nicer than any airplane ride I've ever had. <laughs> well, because I've never flown first class. But I mean, it was a first class bus and it really was awesome and i watched uh the matrix in spanish on that bus ride (laughs) bienvenido al mundo real probably just as good yeah it was great because i mean the the lines really don't matter the dialogue what did it say for whoa in spanish (laughs) i gave i already said the one line i remembered (laughs) sorry Kent, where are we going to talk about your bunghole? Okay, let's go. Safe word, Dan. <laughs> Safe word. Is that what it was? No, I th- I think it was his borehole. Borehole. Talk about this borehole. I don't think I want to talk about it because if it is what I think it is, but go ahead. Have you heard about it? The Cola Super Deep borehole. Mm-hmm. It's seven point five miles deep. It's the deepest hole known to man. It's deeper than the deepest point in the ocean. Spell it. Co K O L A. Super deep borehole. So it's out in the middle of the ocean. No, the Russians dug. Isn't it, it in Russia? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about it before. Um, they started yeah. digging it in the seventies, and then for twenty-four There's years of, they drilled. Uh, urban legends about it. What are the urban legends? I don't know about that. Well, I heard about it at a uh, Assembly of God's revival meeting. Oh, is it one of those where they heard people? Where they heard the screams of from hell. hell? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've heard and that. I do know. Yeah, that, and that was. So, what was it know, originally kinda... for, other than to see if there really is a hell? That's a good question. I don't know. You don't know. It was a uh-uh. scientific drilling project. They were trying to see if they could get to China. <laughs> Washita <laughs> County, Oklahoma, <laughs> held the record before that for the deepest hole. Yeah, 31,000 feet. Huh. Wow. Yeah. So. The Bertha Rogers hole. You like to bring up stories about holes. Have you noticed that? So. I do. What, what about it? I uh, just. interesting about it? Or? I just thought it was interesting. What, what was really interesting so, is that. So they went seven and a half miles, but the actual distance to the center of the earth is 4,000 miles. So they just like scratched the surface, but they. They had to stop digging because they it began the hole began to like hit 356 degrees Fahrenheit as they were drilling, so they couldn't drill any further because it was so hot at se- at seven and a half miles in. What did you say the distance to the center was? Four thousand miles, and they went 
Seven. Seven and a half. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. And it was already Oklahoma getting really well, hot. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Uh, molten sulfur and it melted their drill bit, so they quit. Really? Wow. Yeah. Cool. So, how do you define the word news, Kent? Uh, <laughs> anything that I have read. Hey, there it is. The well to hell hoax. <laughs> there you go. Did you hear about Robert Downey Jr. giving the kid uh, the arm? Gave him yep. a. Is that like giving someone the finger, only worse? <laughs> it's exactly like that. No, he gave a kid a – one of those companies that is doing like um, printing prosthesis, prosthetic limbs. Oh, yeah. Like doing 3D printing. They printed up an Iron Man arm for this kid, and then Robert Downey, Downey Jr. gave it to him. There's a video you can watch of it. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Dude, is it really Bionicle? Yeah, of course it is. He can like shoot, go, 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 you know, shoot the sound thingy out of it. It's pretty sweet. Nice. No, but what I was going to mention about the last story that Kent brought up was I was listening to the relevant podcast and they brought up the same story. Didn't they really? Yeah, but they didn't. I didn't recognize it at first because they didn't mention that it was the Pan Am Games and they didn't say that it was uh, a possible terrorist attack. They just said. Once they discovered what it was, that it was just two dudes that wanted to dig a hole. Really? For personal reasons or something weird. For personal reasons? Yeah, which was a little just, a little weird. The relevant podcast yeah. is afraid to like really say well, what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to point out that we brought it up like weeks before them. Right. And, you know, not that there's a, an intense rivalry between us and the relevant podcast, but, you know, I think people are, should take notice. That's all right. I'm saying. Oh, I'm with you. They'll be talking about the whole to hell next next month. Probably. Yep. What else? You guys got any other news? Did you guys hear about that town in Italy that had 100 inches of snow in 18 hours? What? They think it was a, well, it would be a world record, but it's got to be investigated to be proven. Um, and there's not a good standard for measuring snow, so it's going to take a while. Although I thought somebody should probably tell them that if they don't investigate it right away, it's going to be too late. <laughs> right. Well, all the records have been in the United States thus far. I well, think. Japan actually holds the record. There's there was uh, Japan and the U.S. and oh who was it some other country like have really good standardized measurements for snow, but Japan hold held the record at ninety point six inches, which is about wow. seven and a half feet, and, and this is in a twenty four hour time period. Snow falling in a twenty four hour, so the the hundred and a half inches, which is about eight feet would beat it by almost 10 inches and, and in only 18 hours. I mean, can you imagine eight feet of snow? It's a lot of snow. That's, that's two feet over my head. I don't have to imagine, Heath. I'm going to go to the Breaking Awesome website, and you will have posted a link to it. There are pictures. They're pretty sweet. I mean, there's this dude digging out his car, and it's it's a few feet over his car. Now, what's the goal of digging out your car in that situation? <laughs> I, I see a lot of pictures of people digging <laughs> out cars question. in that situation. And are they just going to keep digging till they get to work? Do you think it's to let street crews know, like, don't plow my cars right here? 
I don't know. I mean, I, I think at eight feet, you just got to say, no, we're, we're not going to bother. We're done with it. We're right. done. <laughs> it'll, it'll be gone in two weeks, hopefully, unless you live in Boston. I talked to a guy from my work who was in Boston last week, and he and it was snowing again there at the time, and they were about to, I think they did reach their record for snowfall for the year, didn't they? Did you guys hear? But he said it, it was just nasty, because it's just layer upon layer of old snow, because it doesn't ever melt. It just keeps staying, and then they clear the streets, and it gets nasty, and then it snows more, and then puts on another layer. Sounds nice. Have you been following the SAE uh, scandal that happened in uh, Oklahoma? Oh, with the the frat? Uh, Yeah, Sigma, Alpha, Epsilon. No, I haven't really. I I mean, I know just the bare bone details, bare bones of it. You going to share? Oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) No, that was it. (laughs) No, it was just these two idiots. Uh, Well, actually, it was a whole... A whole whole bus frat, um, yeah, but a whole bus load. Um, but two guys got kicked out. Uh, the whole frat got expelled from campus. Um, and they were the reason for it was that they had led this racist chant on the bus, and it got taped. It got videotaped, and they, uh, the powers that be, found out about it, and now the whole college is the whole university is under scrutiny because of it so still idiots out there still out there it was crazy because he was like um they they severed the ties with the fraternity and gave them like till midnight the next day to clean up all their stuff out of the house and get out (laughs) oh wow wow i don't know what people are thinking when they do crap like that you know well they're they're 20 years old and drunk for starters yeah, I still wouldn't do that. But I, what I wondered is about the guy that took the video. Man, I would have split town if I were him. If they knew who it was, yeah. Well, surely you, it can't be that hard to figure out, except they were all drunk. So right. The guy who did it may not even remember who filmed it. Wait, what? You just wait, and we're going to see all kinds of videos like this. The song that the K State band sings when they drive past Lawrence. That's so good. <laughs> what is it, Matt? Sing it. <sighs> I don't remember. But really... It's good. It's 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 catchy. I know part of it. My mom my mom but it's like my mom knows it. My mom <laughs> sang it to me before I was in the K State band, so <laughs> <laughs> So wow. it must be fun. I mean at least I mean, well, they had more verses in the band, and it was much more more bold. They had taken it to a new level from since when my mom had been oh, in college. Nice. But the main chorus goes back, you know, at least to when my mom was in college. <laughs> cool. Alma mater, flush the water. <laughs> Stands the row of old outhouses that they called KU. True story. This this one time, I was listening to the radio, and they had the Cornell Glee Club on, and they sang the Cornell alma mater, and I had not known this up to that point, but it was the KU alma mater, because <laughs> both the KU alma mater and the KU fight song 
are from other colleges. They didn't even bother to write their own tune. So I just I just wanted to point that out. Uh, both they the K-State alma mater and the K-State fight song written by K-State students. Thank you very much. Original songs. So, did you guys hear the Mumford & Sons song they released? No. No. Is really? It good? I thought, I mean, well, it, I mean, I liked it personally. Um, but it what it's it's different. It is nothing like what we've heard from them really? before. Is it, so? What kind of style is it? Boy, I don't know how to do that. It um, it's electric. Really? Huh? Yeah. So, do you think that's going to be a new direction, or do you think I it's just a one-off? I tried to play it, but I I have my audio all screwed up um, with my computer. I don't know. Hmm. How do I know? But it's, you know, it was a big deal because it comes out and there's no banjo. There's no, you know, acoustic guitar. Huh. Cool. I'll now, check it out. what I didn't like about it was it still had the four on the floor going on. And as someone that plays drums on a worship team in a worship setting, I, I just, I need for Mumford & Sons to stop doing four on the floor because you have all these people like for example the Rin collective who are just making mumford and sons type songs only with you know more explicit christian lyrics and so then like i would say 95 percent of worship songs that i've had to learn over the last two years have the same beat <laughs> and it drives me crazy. That's funny. And the reason why Mumford and Sons have that beat is so that he can play the bass drum while he's playing his guitar because they don't have a drummer. So in a setting where there is a drummer, couldn't we be a little more creative world? That's true. Maybe you should be their drummer, Matt, for Mumford and Sons, <clears throat> and then you could fix that problem. Um, Mumford, Sons, if you're listening, give me a call. Hey. Um, I'm kind of busy from uh, March through November, but from November to March, as long as I can take my kids with me and my wife, um, yeah, hey, give me a call. I'll do it. If that doesn't sell them, I don't know what will. Actually, you know what? Make me a good enough offer, and I'll just do it. <laughs> You'll ditch the family? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll bring the family. I'm just saying I'll ditch the farm. Well, is that a wrap? Yep. I think we should end it. No, we have uh, recommendations. Dan wanted to say what your best steak you ever had was. Steak? That's what he said. I, that was an example. That was just an example. Dan, how the world works is people complain about things. And, and for example, they say, we haven't had a good recommendations category ever. And then they give a suggestion as to what they think a good recommendations category would be. And so what that means, Dan, is you are now in charge of the recommendations category. The first one being, what is the best steak you've ever had? Dan, go. Now, see, I have to clarify. Best steak you've ever had. That text Say said it. we've never had a food no. recommendation, but it no, got... No, it said it, good. Yeah, that's what it, it said. It said good. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> it said good. It said we've never had a good category. But That's he meant not what food. Say. Best steak. Go. Doe's place. Where's that at? 
There used, to be, there used to be one in Manhattan, Kansas. What was the cut of meat? Uh, it was a ribeye and T-bone together. It was like four pounds uh, of meat. Inconceivable. How was four it prepared? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I'm going to go cook How a steak. How did you order it? How do you order your steak? Oh, uh, medium. Medium. Okay. Kent, best steak you've ever had. Um, I am going to say... I, I wasn't that good, was it? No, I don't... Apparently. I think I cooked the best steak I've ever had. It's just how When it was is. it? How did you cook it? A uh, ribeye and... A ribeye? Uh, nice, nice caramelization on it. Uh, that one that I, I talked about steak last time. I know you did. How do you like it done? What medium rare? Only way to go. Medium, medium rare. Yep. Thank you. Only Kent, way to go. His is the best. Medium rare. Heath, best steak you've ever had. Charlie Palmer Steakhouse or er, Charlie Palmer Steak is the name of it in Las Vegas. Best steak I've ever had. It was amazing. And what was the cut? And how did you get it prepared? I think it was a ribeye. And it was probably medium. And had a little wine with it. Maybe a little bit of uh, margarita. So you don't really know if it was good. You were... No, it was amazing. You were a little and, tipsy. You were and, tipsy by the time you got to the steak. And it was... It was on a business trip, and we ate so much that I couldn't finish it because we'd had so many different things come, different appetizers and stuff, and I was really disappointed that I couldn't save it. I probably only <laughs> ate like half of it. I'll bet that killed you. <laughs> <laughs> it's You're the uh, king of takeaway, Steve. Hey, you know, that's how I keep my girlish figure. Best steak I ever had was at, you guys were all there, in fact, at Sumo in Wichita, I ordered the filet mignon, and I ordered it rare, and it was oh, incredible. The best piece of meat I have ever had in my entire life. Was that the moment that you said, I will never eat anything but filet mignon again? Um, it might have been. I, I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's when um, he said that. I felt that way for a while. I didn't know when I came to that conclusion, but it very... Well, may have been at that. I am coming to Wichita. It was amazing. I'm coming to Wichita next week. Let's all go out to Sumo. No, I don't believe you. Well, I, am. I will be the in boy San Antonio. Who cried wolf. So, Kent right. stood Dan and I up. On hey, Dan, that reminds me. I have Friday? a confession Is to that make. Friday? This involves both Heath and you. I went into my storage shed the other day, and standing in the corner. Dang was, it. <laughs> it was a sledgehammer. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew I bought one at one point. So you're saying I have Dan's sled- sledgehammer in my trunk? Yeah. Luckily, oh my I gosh. Uh, Dan. You, the weird thing is you like manipulated my memory <laughs> so that I, I could have sworn it was yours. That's like it's sorcery, is what it is. It's my emotional intelligence. Well, one of you needs to get it off my hands now because it's been used in a crime, and I don't want to hang on to it. So, so your sledgehammer is in Heath's car in his trunk, with Uh, blood all over it. With blood all over it. All right. 
Well, thanks for joining us for the Breaking Awesome podcast. Please go to the website, breakingawesome.com, for more information or send us feedback at why in the world don't we have an email address yet? It would take you all the time. We don't need an email There's a feedback or, form on the site. Down at the bottom. Go right to iTunes board. and give us terrible reviews later. I better go snuggle my wife. Yeah, that was better than most of the ones we've done. <laughs> to be honest. You don't even listen to them. Have you listened to the podcast? No, Ken? why would I listen to it? I, I lived it. Because there's all kinds of stuff that you miss. Plus, you like ditched halfway through Here's a the of deal. Them. Here's Did the you deal. listen to those? You, you guys miss stuff, but I'm so emotionally intelligent. <laughs> I don't really miss anything. I catch it all the first round. What have? What have? True story. I'm going to pee myself, just so you know. You, the weird thing is you, like, manipulated my memory <laughs> so that I, I could have sworn it was yours. 